0: everybody, welcome into the New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Wilber, joined by my co-host, Mike Speecian. Mike, how are you doing?
1: Good afternoon, Eric. I'm doing fantastic. I think we're coming out of the rain, rainy season, and the mud are, season.
0: Yes, we are. The, the, uh, the Thule has come off the SUV, and that, that was a sad moment, but it has to be done. Ready to swap the, the Thule for the, the kayak rack, and uh, look, let's, let's hit summer running. It's, it's going to be a great one.
1: Yeah, it's time to play in a different way. We can still cross train for the winter season, but there's so much more out there. It's it's to keep you fresh. We came out of a great end of a ski season, our memories are good about lines that were fantastic, powder days that we weren't expecting in January. So, I I think with anything, you've got to embrace Whatever is thrown in front of you, you can't you can't think about was it what you want it to be, mm-hmm. and
0: I think that's great. Now let me ask you because I mentioned I'm, I'm taking my my tule off and I'm putting the kayak rack on. That's all I got. You've got your windsurfer, you've got your mountain bike, you've got all these sorts of activities going on. So I ask you in terms of summer attractions that you know in the outdoors in the mountains. What really drives you? What drives me Because I mean I, for me, it's easy to say like i I pop a kayak on the car, I go hang out, like there's no real sort of activity there, right? It's sort of just something to do, whereas with mountain biking or all these other sorts of things it there, let me start that over. that's terrible. Go ahead, just answer the question. sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> i I think when when I go to the mountains. Hiking is always a great fallback, mm-hmm. okay, due to the fact that you can get up, trails are there, you can explore new areas, like being up on Route 4 and climbing up above to Deer Leap above the the Long Trail Inn right there. Yep. It's just a quick, easy climb. Things like that are always fun. But I have really gravitated towards being on my gravel or mountain bike when I'm up there gravel because i don't care if you're in maine new hampshire or vermont there are so many dirt roads and now with with gpss on my on my bike i can go anywhere i can map stuff out
0: okay so like i know how to ride a bike right i'm not i'm not that naive but i've never really done the mountain biking per se so when you say gravel versus dirt can you kind of Tell me, what is the difference between both of those? Well, besides the obvious,
1: gra- gravel's a new sort of parlay into the biking world. We all rode road bikes at one point, turned down handlebars, but as you well know, it's pretty dangerous on the roads these days. Nobody's paying attention; everybody's on their phone, and it's it can be scary. So there was a parlay into that with taking those road bikes allowing them to take wider tires and wider wheels and actually spreading out the handlebars to make them more stable. And we take those on your dirt roads up in in Sugarbush. You just, there's mapped out places everywhere and there have become huge races. The Vermont Overland is a great example up in Woodstock. I mean, huge, world renowned now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what a gravel is finding that dirt road that your traditional road bike can't go on. And then mountain is mountain. Mountain bikes come in all sorts of dimensions, whether it be a hardtail to long-travel downhill bikes that are designed with six and seven inches of travel that you can, the Red Bull Rampage, those are downhill bikes. So, you know, I get to ride them both because I have them both. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is this the closest you can get to skiing in the summer in f- as far as from what the activity entails from turning and anticipation
1: et cetera et etc i really I really think it is that's probably why most skiers or a majority of the skiers will gravitate towards mountain biking because you're using the same hills. Mm-hmm. We, we talked a couple weeks ago with Ski Vermont, and they were talking about Killington's build-out. You're capable of getting on these bikes and feeling the adrenaline that you would skiing a steep line or a bump line and picking your lines in a lot of instances. Otherwise, the trail isn't that wide, but the line you pick can dictate the experience or whether you're on or off the bike at any given moment. So it's very similar to to skiing from that standpoint.
0: So who's driving mountain biking in New England?
1: I would say the predominant organization driving it is NEMBA. NEMBA, the New England Mountain Bike Association, mm-hmm. has is a very robust organization with sectors all over New England building out trails. In my neck of the woods in southern New Hampshire – They came in and built out, oh, probably 14 miles worth of single track, okay? Otherwise, professional trail builders coming in and building trails. So NEMBA has probably been the largest unit out there driving it out of individuals. And they have created trails all over New England that we've been riding forever. Randolph-Vermont, at one point, was the spot to ride if any if anybody remembers the pedro fests up there which were huge so NEMPA has driven it and all of a sudden a lot of nonprofits have come into the equation one is up at the kingdom trails another one's at escutney the sport trails of escutney mm-hmm. is another great example of the community coming together to embrace mountain biking and I'm gonna give you another great one if if anybody in the mountain biking world has not ridden Pine Hill in Rutland, which is a town park that is laced with incredible mountain biking that that is just exciting.
0: It it's truly really, it's it's amazing. And it, it's a it's a a world I don't know anything about, right? So if I were to start mountain biking, like where would I can I rent a bike? Can I, can I go for a weekend? Like what sorts of things can I do?
1: Yes, you can. Okay. All the above. So renting bikes is easy. Going somewhere where they have a trail system is the key. Because just like in downhill, we have greens, blues, and blacks, and double blacks, and so on. That The same thing is true in the mountain biking mm-hmm. world. Uh, so I would say the best option is to go to some place that has it all. And there is a place. What would that be? A little place called the Kingdom Trails ah, in East Burke, Vermont.
0: Gotcha. And could you could you break down what is Kingdom Trails? Like what do they do and, and, and why are they a name I should know?
1: Kingdom Trails sort of I'm gonna say they're the Okemo, Killington, and Stowe of Vermont all put together in one mountain biking location. A, if if uh, that's pretty strong, it's A good way to put it. Okay. We have some great mountain biking in ski area, mountain biking down in Massachusetts at Berkshire East, mm-hmm. Thunder Mountain. We have some great mountain biking at Killington Highlands market. Highlands created the old Highlands ski area, took an old ski area and turned it into a mountain biking park and with some cross country trails, but kingdom trails started from the ground up. They took the whole community, brought it together, and created a network of trails, I believe over 100 miles worth now, with a mountain right next door to create everything. So if I had to tell anybody, where can you get immersed in mountain biking and get the whole experience? Kingdom Trails is it.
0: Yeah, I mean, even from someone that's on the... the the outside looking in i know that in the mountain biking community that kingdom trails is infamous like it's it's at the top of everyone's mind place to go place to learn place to excel to help us break down what kingdom trails has to offer and the whole burke community we will have lil eyed she's the communication education manager at kingdom trails and from burke mountain resort right next door general manager kevin mack who has actually joined us on the podcast before coming on the first return guest kevin mack uh we will have both of them after the break Inspired by the 273-mile hiking trail through the Green Mountains, Long Trail Brewing Company has been a caretaker of Vermont crafts since 1989. From seasonal offerings like blackberry wheat to the flagship Long Trail Ale, Long Trail is committed to crafting a trail-worthy family of beers. Take a hike to the Long Trail Brewery in Bridgewater Corners, Vermont, where the beer is plentiful, the food is delicious, and the outdoor riverside dining can't be beat. Learn more at longtrail.com. The Button Ski Hanger is a patented ski storage fixture that safely stores Alpine skis regardless of length, width, or shape. This means that your fat powder skis can now be stored next to your narrow carving skis, your race skis, and your kid skis. For more information, see www.ButtonSkiRat.com. Button Ski Hangers are available at Amazon.com. Button Ski Hangers are simply better for your skis. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Joining us from Kingdom Trails is Lil Ides, Communication and Education Manager, and from Brook Mountain Resort, Kevin Mack, the General Manager. Both of you, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thanks
1: for having us. We're, We're totally stoked to have KT on here. The Kingdom Trails, sort of the benchmark for mountain biking in the Northeast, sort of set the bar and... Totally a world-class destination for mountain biking. Eric, you pulled up something out of the New York Times.
0: Right. Heather Hansman, who's a fellow journalist, wrote last year about mountain biking has become the biggest economic driver in the Northeast Kingdom. How does it feel to be at the head of such a local importance that fuels economy in the Northeast Kingdom?
2: Well, thank you for that introduction. You're welcome. Uh, It's really nice. Uh, Feels good. Yeah. Well, for KT, Kingdom Trails is a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to build and maintain trails to provide recreational and educational opportunities to foster the health of our community and environment and economy. So when you say, how does it feel? It feels really good because that means we're achieving our mission. If there's businesses growing if the economy is being boosted by what we're doing, that, that feels good. But also with success always comes a lot of responsibility. We are all entirely on private land. So we have 105 private landowners. And, and then we have a lot of people that come to visit. And so we have a variety of stakeholders who have differing views on, on what possibly is success for us. And. For us, our number one priority is our community and keeping our community safe and really providing these trails for their health and wellness. And so it's really all just a balancing act. We we experienced tremendous growth for a while where this sport was growing and growing. And so with all the people coming here, we realized what we needed to do was was really get our infrastructure in place so that we could provide a safe and fun environment for everyone and really protect our landowners and protect our community. So, like I said, it feels really good because we've had a good positive impact, but also there's a lot of responsibility.
1: Yeah, it's. I can only imagine being... You guys are a nonprofit then? Mm Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, as a nonprofit bringing so many partners together has to be very difficult. I, I think from Kevin, how does Burke is a business entity, not a nonprofit. How does how does it all work for Burke being part of the Kingdom Trails and the other landowners in the Valley there?
3: Yeah, great question. So Burke, we are, are a partner and with KT on a number of things, but we are also the largest landowner, at least in the town of Burke with the trails uh, in the kt network and so we've been pretty excited the past five years or so i think we we've, we've worked with kt and added six new trails or trail segments to keep the the network fresh and and connecting some some new parts of the the trails to to give people some new experiences out there so you know it's from from our perspective it 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 it's as, as Lil pointed out, it's, it's about community. It's recognizing that we're, we're stronger together when we work together. And as Lil also pointed out, with that growth, there's been, been some challenges and, and communication from KT has been key in, in letting all the landowners know what's going on. Where are there new opportunities to expand the network? And where are there some things that, you know, from a landowner's perspective, um can be challenging. As as a resort, we 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 look at things maybe a little differently than the landowner who may have 20 acres and, and has a trail segment that goes through their property. We we look at the just the value that our guests that stay at the Burke Mountain Hotel or Comfort Center get out of having easier access to trails, more access to trails, access to trails that are that are more oriented towards the beginner. So for us it's just a, a great a great fit for us to transition from winter ops to summer ops with our bike park and then have the complement of KT cross country trails is, is just a win for the community that is Burke and and the larger community that is is the kingdom that, that you pointed to earlier.
1: Yeah. How overall, Lil, are are landowners receptive to to the collaboration here?
2: Yes, I mean overall, with one hundred and five landowners, it's definitely over. Overwhelming support for sure. We we have, of course, people who move to the area because of Kingdom Trails and who approach us and say, "Hey, do you think you want to build on our property?" But then there's, of course, other people are like, "No, thanks. That's okay." And because we have so many landowners, we want to be respectful of that. We want to be respectful of people. And people move to the northeast kingdom because. They like to have privacy. They like to have space. And so we like to be respectful of that. And it's really nice to have partners like Burke Mountain who have large properties and who are very open to building and, and enjoy and want to have the trails built on their property because obviously that gives a lot of opportunity for KT. And so overwhelmingly, yes, they are receptive. And the thing is, what's interesting is that our landowners, they they don't receive any compensation whatsoever. So they're really doing it just for the community out of the goodness of their heart because they think it's a good thing. The Northeast Kingdom and Vermont has a long tradition of shared land use and working landscapes, people allowing people to hunt on their property or to sugar on their property. And so we see trails as just another one of those opportunities of the uses of the northern forest where people can share their land and share what they have to benefit the entire community. So in general, yeah, I think people are really happy about it.
0: Is it frequent that ownership changes in land or homes will be be a a challenge for you in, in order to adapt? Or is that just something that comes up every once in a while?
2: Yeah, I mean... It's not a legally binding agreement. Like I said, they don't receive any compensation because there is a Vermont state statute that says if they receive compensation, then they are not protected liability-wise by the statute. And so we are always aware that at any time, things can change. Recently, we've had some changes to the network. We had some landowners who said, hey, we no longer want to provide access that's okay. we Will be we we pride ourselves on being resilient and being aware that that's the nature of building on private property. But on the east coast we just don't have the space. Out west they have national parks and BLM land and all this space to to recreate. But it's what we it's what we have to work with this private land.
1: Give us a little background on when KT started and I would love to know about the team up there because it's a robust team. I mean, you have some great trail builders that have created this incredible asset.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. So our team right now, we're run because we're a a nonprofit. We're run by an 11-member volunteer board of directors. They're like our big bosses are the volunteers, 11 of them. And within that board of directors, there are a couple of committees. There's a stewardship committee. There's a finance committee. There's also a couple of committees that help advise KT, which are not board members. That would be the landowner advisory committee. So basically, it's a group of landowners that get together. If we ever have any questions or we need to consult with the landowners or they have any questions for us, it's another avenue for them to reach out to us and us to reach out to them. We also have a trails advisory committee, and so they help steer our staff, our trail staff. We have nine directors. We recently went through a human resources audit, and they advised that we increase our capacity. So we have our executive director. We have a communication and education director. We have our trails director director operations director, community cooperation director, development director, a welcome center manager, retail coordinator, mapping and signage manager, GIS analyst. And these are just the staff that we have year-round full-time. In the summertime, we hire on 8 to 12 ambassador staff who work in our welcome center and on the trails, and also 9 to 11 trail crew members in the summertime as well.
0: Mike is the big mountain biker here. I'm like the, 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 what I know about mountain biking, I fit in a thimble sort of guy. So I want to ask you both, since we're all skiers here, how does mountain biking compare to being on the ski hill? Like, what is that feeling in the sort of how do you adapt and how do you see what's in front of you, et cetera, et cetera?
2: You want me to take this one,
3: Kevin? Yeah, start. Go for it.
2: Well, I mean, it's a little different in the ideally, You're on a very narrow trail, which I mean, so it'd be similar to, I guess, skiing in the trees Sure. for that you're going to not just like go wherever you want, but you're following a single track. But as far as like when you're skiing, you're taking the line. So the single track is a little bit of your line, but you also have line choice like you do with skiing. Maybe you can hip off a roller or a rock or something like that. So you really like skiing. You're using... The natural formation of the land. So,
0: so where's the bunny hill?
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've got green circles, squares, <laughs> yeah. the the same Excellent. as yeah. Your sea hill. We nice.
1: we take you to the pump track first, Eric, awesome, to okay, sort yeah. of feel how the bike works.
3: Well, I think you know, that's a great point, as 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 you pointed out. So, like like skiing, it's about getting the next generation, the younger younger kids involved, and so. Similar nomenclature with with the the color coding and the trail designations, so you can really start without having to go out with your your buddies or your girlfriends and and kind of feel a little scared like the, the classic skiing. Oh, I can go on the left, and then you find yourself at the summit and you shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's, biking can be a little bit easier, at least the, the cross country riding in terms of that introduction. um Maybe a little less peer pressure, but the the suite of trails from the 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 pump track experience to the, to the pro riding off the summit, say of Burke, with the down the bike park and and Kingdom Trails in between, there's something in the kingdom for every skill level, every rider, every range group, every age group, every experience. So it's, that's what sets Burke apart from many other parts of, of the country. Both have some elevation. We have some great soil to work in. We, we have work crews that are working out there right now, CJ and his crew with, with KT and 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 I think they'll say our soil just it's it's great to work with because it's it's lets you get your job done and, and riders love it.
2: Can I elaborate on that? That is a hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah, one of I mean mountain biking in general is kind of understood to be like a very difficult thing to do because generally you're going to find rocks and roots and these things you have to navigate through. But what Kingdom Trails has, or what our area in general has, is really amazing dirt, kind of like bottomless tacky brown dirt that is really great to build and really great to ride on. And so you kind of touched on it, Kevin, not only does it feel really good to ride on and you've got a lot of like smooth flow trails. So that's fun for every level of ability, but it also drains really well because our our land, it's a glacial esker. So you've got sand below the surface. So it drains really well. You're not going to have like Really wet conditions are not a big issue for us, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, of course. Sure does. There are some great on-hill mountain biking in New England, whether it be Highlands, Thunder Mountain down in Massachusetts or Killington. But as you said, Burke offers something that nobody else offers in that you have an incredible trail network of cross-country riding with world-class downhill at the same time. Let's talk about the riding there a little bit. I would love, Kevin, for you to give us a synopsis of what's on the hill. And then, Lil, maybe give us a synopsis of both sides of Darling Hill.
3: Yeah, well, so a Burke bike park synopsis. So there's what 10 downhill trails here at the bike park here at Burke mountain and three trails off the summit. Those are double black diamond and pro trails. Those are, those are steepies. So you you, you need to know what you're doing. And then we, we manage another 10 cross country trails that, that connect to the KT network. So whether it's right out of the hotel or the lift serve operation that we have at Burke out of our Chauvin base lodge, we don't run hour lift in the summer to the summit. We just run our Sherburn lift, which, which takes you through the bike park proper and to the same elevation at the hotel. But what we do offer in the summer is a bike park, or excuse me, a, a summit shuttle. And so we'll throw your bikes on, on the rig and we'll drive you up the toll road, which is a paved road to 3,200 feet. And if you're the the rider with the skill set that can ride off the summit, you can get your laps in and, and do laps all day long. And And if you get tied with that, and then if you're on the right, on the right bike, you can then just hop over to KT and ride KT trails from East Haven all the way to Lindenville and Darling Hill if you want. So there airs the synopsis and there's, there's sun up to sunset starting in May. There's a lot of fun riding to do here in Burke.
2: Yeah. One of my favorites is to ride the lift or take the shuttle all the way to the top. And then ride down and across Moose Alley over to Moose Haven and back all the way out around Darling Hill. So, I mean, I think it's really awesome the complimentary Burke Mountain managing and maintaining all those trails on the mountain, which are provide a little bit more challenge than the majority of Kingdom Trails. Kingdom Trails is pretty strictly cross country, a lot of flow trails. So it's a t- kind of trail network where mom, dad, kids, everyone can ride together. You just might ride at different speeds. You might descend a little faster and wait at the bottom, but you've got over a hundred miles to travel from end to end where you're not, you're not getting in a car to go anywhere. You can ride that entire network from end to end.
1: That is, like I said, there's no other spot in New England like it. I mean, there's great cross-country riding at different locations or great downhill riding, but the combination of the two is very unique. Darling Hill, the Wildflower Inn, there there is so much beauty up on that hill. Why don't you give the listener sort of a view of what Darling Hill is to Burke or to the Kingdom Trails, I should say.
2: I think if you could imagine the most picturesque pastoral setting, uh, <laughs> they say montana's got a big sky They hill's got a big sky 365 degree view over here you've got willoughby gap which is an incredibly beautiful land formation mountains on each side with a crystal clear lake in between so you've got that in the distance view and then you have firk mountain on the other side sun setting on one side if you're there at sunrise you've got sunrise on the other side and it is a ridge. So Darling Ridge, from north to south, you've got trails kind of meandering up and down the entire ridge on the east and the west side. There's the east side of the the east fringe of the Basumpfik River and the west side of the Basumpfik River on the other side. And so you're basically traveling when you're on the trails from the top of the ridge to the bottom down to the river, and then you'll find your way back up and then back down to the river. So it's a it's an incredibly beautiful pastoral setting. Do
0: you wanna ask that? Because I'm not sure how to
1: Well, I, I guess when we talk about coming up to the mountains to play from, from the flatlands down in we're, we're in Milton Mass right now, what is what's the cost and the value? And I would also like to know, how does KT get funded?
2: Up until recently, fun, funded but entirely by membership. So As a nonprofit, Kingdom Trails collects a membership fee. We either by the day you can become a member to access the trails for one day or for the month. So that's a monthly membership or for the year, an annual membership. We try to keep it really affordable because we want to keep it accessible to everyone. So for the entire year, for a whole family, whoever lives in your household, it's $150. Or for just one person, it's $75 for the entire year. So up until recently, it was entirely membership funded. But what we really have decided in order to be more sustainable, in order to kind of do what we need to for our community, which is not be entirely growth and membership based. So we don't want to rely on more and more visitors to keep us going. That's not not healthy or sustainable for our community. So we've kind of started to diversify. We're looking a lot more towards grants. And instead of doing what we have done in the past, large-scale fundraising events like Namba Fest, instead of doing events like that, we've kind of dialed everything back to be just community building events. And we'll be doing private fundraising and small fundraising events instead of large-scale. So we're really trying to become more of like a sustainable tourism kind of Base organization rather than growth base.
1: I would assume, with all of this, Kevin, that the benefit of whether it be the the mountain bikers coming to the resort or to Kingdom Trails or even the gravel, what has that done or meant to the community up there? I've I've been skiing Burke for an awful long time. I've seen the ups and downs, and what has the collaboration Done to sustain the community of East Burke and the region.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's been said many times before. It's profound. It's it's sort of a, the textbook example in the how to, as a community, look around at, at the assets you have and 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 build something that um, is ultimately sustainable to attract people to to enliven and enrich the community, and, and that's what. What KT has done since its inception and, and in conjunction with all of the partners, all the landowners, some are just folks who own a piece of property and, and some are businesses that 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 benefit directly or indirectly. It can't be understated and from, from my perspective and ski resorts are ski resorts, but but as we all know, most ski resorts are, are much more than that now. And and we're we're four season and, and that's a that's an old saying. We're we're just resorts and and in many cases summer operations. At many ski resorts, and, and, and Burke is, is in this category, are as healthy and as, as rich and as involved as, as they are in winter. A little less capital intensive. You're not spinning all the lifts. you're not making snow. But from a guest experience perspective, it heads in beds, summertime at, at Burke, it's a, it's a busy time of year. You also throw in the mix of weddings in summer, in Burke and fall that, that coincides with the bike season. It just makes for a great place to be, and, and for, for addicts of human powered recreation, whether you like to slide on snow or, or roll on on really good loamy dirt, it's it's a great place to be. And from from the resort's perspective, it also brings another audience that traditionally has not been a skier to to the kingdom, or at least to Burke, and that's the Canadian audience. Jay has a very strong Canadian attendance. Over at JP for years, and Burke had, had really spoken to the Milton audience and the Hartford audience. And so, what what we see though in the summer is a, a really deep come to come to Burke in the summer, and you will hear a lot of like Quebecois being spoken. And that's just an audience that not only enriches us in the summer, but allows us to talk to, to new guests that, that may come back in the winter and, and cross country downhill, maybe do some fat biking. And so all that's possible with, with the collaboration and, and with the the efforts that, that KT's put on to to build the network and keep it strong. Wonderful.
0: Okay. Well, to wrap up here, I want to try and get a little bit of opinion from you two about some different places to stay, places to eat, like for the visitor that has never been to the Northeast Kingdom. What's a good suggestion of a place to stay if you're
1: going to Kingdom Trails?
3: I'm biased. So I know. So I, I know. know be, I know they would be biased
0: there. So that's why I kind of left it open.
1: I like the campground, Kevin, personally. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, for KT, because this is not live, so I can say whatever I want. You can. No, we, one of the important, one of the things that we really seek to do is to really equally promote everyone and everything. So, when we do on our website, we have a listing of a lot of, suggested lodging, restaurants, all that. And they're actually our sponsors. <laughs> That's why they're listed on our website. So if we were to say one business over the other, there would probably be a business that would say, hey, yeah. why did you say that business and not our business?
0: <laughs> I've been at the, at the forefront of those arguments. So you, you, you,
1: you know what, Kevin? I I think I know where where your thoughts are because you do have some great lodging up on the mountain. And I can tell you the whole the whole area is loaded with great bed and breakfasts and eateries that are to die for. And the breweries are some of the best, period.
3: Yeah, and, and to be clear, I have uh, 116 rooms, I don't thirty-two beds, not enough to to fit the the demand in the summertime. So you're exactly right. The the local inns and B and Bs, the eateries, your Sonny's Bistro he used to work at the resort, he makes great. Pizza and heroes, and of course there's there's a, a a bar that's that's down the road that that you can bite to that that everybody knows the name of. It's not Cheers, but that's a great place to I know to hang out. The Tiki Bar. There's a bar at the resort. I mean, there's just a, a lot happening in Burke. That that's a testament to everyone in in this community working together and being attractive enough to folks who. Well again, you mean by recreation, whether it's winter, or summer, spring yes. or fall, and we're just yeah, come on up. There's great great things to do. There's no shortage of riding and no shortage of good food drink and, and places to sit.
1: And how would you describe the overall vibe in East Burke during the summer months?
2: Well, if you want to go to a place where the thing going on is mountain biking and you want to connect over mountain biking. <laughs> yes. It's what we have going on. That is something that also makes Burke very different than a lot of other places. And that's that it all is centered around mountain biking. You might go to other places where there is some mountain biking, but it won't be the only thing. So if you're sitting at a table at a restaurant in Burke, chances are you're going to hear someone on this side and this side talking about their ride for the day. And you're going to be able to connect with them. And that's what people really love about it. It's just pretty welcoming and laid back. you mentioned places to eat and places to drink. Our community is really based around the outdoors. So most of the bars or places to drink and eat are outdoors for the most part because nobody wants to go inside in the summertime. Go inside in the wintertime sometimes, but it's all really around outdoor recreation.
0: Yeah, well, in the mountain biking community, there's Kingdom Trails at the at the forefront, and it's it's a pleasure to talk to both of you. And looking forward to the summer season. I wish you both success and uh, good weather, most of all. Thank you.
3: Yeah, come on up. We'll we'll get you on a bike, don't be afraid. Uh, Absolutely. I'm gonna
1: grab Eric. We're gonna throw him on a bike. I got if a he, few
3: things they'll learn how to do. this. Yeah, year. yeah. This is <laughs> no more pickleball. We're going mountain biking. <laughs> okay. Okay. We don't have pickleball yet in Burke that I know of, but I could have I could be a Ooh, This could be the, this could be our moneymaker right here. We're gonna set up in Burke.
2: <laughs> it's made its way to Lindenville. It hasn't made its bark yet.
3: Okay. Here's our opening. North.
1: It's like it's a migrating bird.
3: It's gonna be here soon. Excellent.
1: Exactly. Well, thank you both for joining us. Looking forward to getting up there this summer and we wish you both a very prosperous summer up there.
2: Hope so. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks
0: for having. Thanks for joining us, Lil Ides and Kevin Mack on the program. We'll be right back. Lil brings up that view of Willoughby Gap, and that is a. If you haven't seen it in person, it's it's one of the most awe-inspiring things you'll ever see, no question. Depending on weather, but to envision that in your mind and to envision this idyllic summer setting on a mountain bike and to just be in that moment and to just picture that for a second. It all just seems like the perfect Vermont getaway in the summer. It is
1: it is from I don't want to be a romantic here. That's okay. But Do it's, it it's romantic. The 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 whole view. You can you can go out and ride as hard as you want and then go have dinner or sit up on Darling Hill and as she said 360 degrees and watch the sunset and go this is this is as close to heaven as you get on earth yeah it is it is that remarkable kingdom
0: trails is obviously a community based project here not to overgrow themselves i think taking that into account the economic importance of this in in the northeast kingdom is just such an important thing to, to recognize and to cherish in
1: the way that Kingdom
0: Trails does its business.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think the organization, when they came around, they were small originally. Hmm. She, she said how big they've become. I, I didn't know they had that many people on staff right. at this point. But they have really re- revitalized that whole East Burke area. The Northeast Kingdom as we well know was was in tough shape. St. Johnsbury is only a little bit of what it used to be, but you look at what recreation and vision has brought back to that area. It is I don't know anywhere else in New England where one organization has saved a community or brought the community together in this way.
0: We referenced that New York Times piece that that Heather wrote last year. I want to quote from it. The association estimates that, it the the Kingdom Trails Association, estimates that it brings $10 million in revenue to the area each year, which is significant for a region where 15.9% of its residents live in poverty, and the jobless rate, 4.7% in March, is nearly double that of the rest of the state. As traditional industries like logging and agriculture have faded in the kingdom, recreational tourism has brought 28 new biking related businesses to the area, including a good local coffee shop and a tiki bar at one of the trailheads. So it's one thing to say mountain biking is big for a community. When you put it in perspective like that, that 15.9% of the residents live in poverty, which is not surprising, but yet it's it's a big number. And that other industries are kind of fading away. The importance of mountain biking and Industries like Kingdom trails can't be overlooked
1: it It cannot be overlooked and if if we if we want to keep communities together, if we want to have our kids want to stay where they grew up and make it better, this is what you do and if If any of the listeners have not been to Burke. Or Up to the kingdom trails i I really, really, really challenge you to get up there and be amazed. There is great lodging, there is great food, there's great libations. The tiki bar is is really cool, and they've got they've always had volleyball courts there, so after a little mountain biking and if you want to be around truly like minded people because that's part of what we do, we like to hang with our tribe. Mm. Head to the Kingdom Trails.
0: And and I think, you know, that a great point to put in there is that for the novice like me, I now know that it's a place I can go to learn, that I can sort of slowly get myself into the environment, not just dive in, and that I'll be welcome to do so is, I I can't wait. Maybe I'll get some mountain biking done in. Maybe it'll be a new thing. Maybe we'll just do more than the kayaking. Mike, a pleasure. As always, thanks for leading the charge on this.
1: Eric. Eric. First off, as a mountain biker, I love talking about mountain biking and as a true believer in what the Kingdom Trails has done for the community and for the mountain biking community. Thank you, Kingdom Trails. And Eric, I'm looking forward to taking you up there and teaching how to ride a bike.
0: Awesome. I, any, anytime anyone can drag me to Vermont, that's quite all right. Mike, thank you very much. That's it for this episode of the Basecamp Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Loeber, and we will see you next time. Take care. New England Ski Journal's Base Camp is a Siemens Media podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.